So here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijoma Umbinyo Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Ayan every Monday at 2.30 p.m. on 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio show produced on Kulin Nation. I am Ayan Shirwa. Happy 2023. It is so good to be back. I am healthy. I am feeling invigorated. This year, I aim to bring you more interviews and highlight local artists and bring you stories from the community here and overseas. So those are my 2023 goals. 3CR Community Radio, giving the voice to community since 1976. This week, we introduce you to a concept that continues to bug me. And it bugs me because it's lost its original purpose. I'm talking about solidarity and helping us grasp this concept is the lovely Tasneem and Carol. That's coming up soon. But right now, let's go to Genesis Awosu with his track, Get Inspired. Shorty 
Genesis Wursu with Get Inspired. Some fantastic news. Genesis was honoured the ACT's Young Australian of the Year for 2023. He released a statement after the awards um, and I want to read a sentence that captures, you know, how we should all think about our creative imports. So Genesis writes, when I started making my music, it was an extremely personal endeavour. All I was looking to do was represent myself in the truest possible form. How great is that? I know fire. I know that burning embers from bushfires can travel 30 kilometres, lighting new fires in seconds, like the one that burnt my house down. I know extreme fire danger ratings or above aren't announced often, but when they are, you need to be ready. Check the Vic Emergency app daily and be prepared to leave early. How well do you know fire? Plan, act, survive. Go to emergency.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. I am Ayan Shirwa. Solidarity is not passive. It's a verb, a collective action, sorry. We understand its dictionary definition, but what does it exactly look like? And what does it mean to stand in solidarity with others? In this next interview, Tasneem Samak and Carol go beyond buzzwords and tokenistic gestures to explain what solidarity is and what it isn't. They are the perfect guests to speak on this subject because of their years of community organising and writing and research. I am so thrilled that they gave me their time and I hope you take something useful away from this discussion. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Carol and Tasneem. Thank you. Hi. (laughs) Well, I am very excited to be talking to you, especially after all that background stuff that we had to do to get this Zoom working. So thank you so much for bearing with me. Um, Before we look at solidarity and we look at some, we look at the problematic issues of that term, I will get you to introduce yourselves and just your experience in community organising. Perhaps we can start with Tasneem. Yeah, so um, thanks for having us, uh, Ayan. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm Tasneem. I'm a Palestinian organiser. I was um, born in Amman and um, my parents were born in uh, Palestine and then we kind of migrated to um, Aotearoa in Auckland and then we came to Australia. So I kind of bring that into my work. I'm an academic, like doing a PhD in education, looking at Muslim political subjectivities but youth political subjectivities as well in general and yeah I've been doing some organizing with Carol so we did a presentation on that just recently and yeah we want to kind of go into that discussion a little bit more here with you today. I'm so glad I saw the poster as well that's how I found out about the work that you guys were doing. Carol who are you and what are you about? Thanks for having us, uh, Ayan. Um, so I'm uh, Chinese. Um, I was born in Singapore and I moved to Nam um, like when I was 10 in 2003. Yeah, with my family as like middle class economic migrants. Um, and all my family's like based in this province called Suzhou um, in, in mainland China. 
and so yeah like I guess like I've been sort of like doing some organizing work in various capacities I think I started off in sort of detention divestment campaigns um I was working with rise for a bit um with like some direct action groups and then I went into sort of more um specific I guess work like in relation to sort of building migrant indigenous solidarity specifically with like sort of the broad very broad category of like Asians which um isn't like just east or south or yeah just like anyone who like I guess is interested in sort of like an anti-colonial anti-capitalist I guess like goal and purpose but yeah these days I do some work with um, the renters and housing union thank you so much Carol um just as I was hearing both of you talk it got me thinking about whether your backgrounds whether the things that your families have faced or your communities have faced have informed your decision to to start organizing like my family um so on my mom's side I guess her family did not I guess like have a good experience of the cultural revolution um in the sense that yeah my mum's my dad um was sort of like randomly accused of I guess critiquing the party the CCP um and that sort of had to like split the family a bit I mean like ultimately they sort of got to come back together and I think like um my granddad's sort of sort of record got cleared I think that's the reason why my mum has been like really politically sort of well repressed because yeah she doesn't want to get involved in shit and like she's always like told me you know don't do this stuff hearing you speak it reminds me of my background as well like I'm not politically active not in the stereotypical way that you view activism and what it's like to go out and organize but it's something that I've talked about and I know my mom has shied away from it and I think that comes from fear and it comes from trauma as well. Like trauma is a big yeah. thing. It's something that we don't discuss. And I love that you touched on the power dynamics. If you could hold that thought, because that is something we're going to get into, which I believe is very important. But Tasneem, are your parents political? How did you come to this place? Yeah, so I think I'm a bit different in the sense that, yeah, my parents have always been um, uh, quite political um they when they were young they're involved um with the islamic movement but also student movements in um jordan both are university graduates um and then when we got to Aitaroa, they with other kind of community parents and family friends they set up like um the first arabic sunday school together and then started doing different um community initiatives like that that brought diaspora from various kind of Arab backgrounds I was yeah mainly kind of Muslim Arab in that time it wasn't um that diverse the way that the community came together mm. but it was still um like as a kid to be very much involved in that like every week my parents holding huge dinners um people always at our house um you know my parents teaching at the Sunday school um, I think my dad was a principal of the school at some point. <laughs> yeah, so I got like that kind of community organizing insight very early on. And it was political because it was about, you know, maintaining like the Arabic language for all the us kids who are growing up, you know, in, in 
like a foreign place that's how it was seen um at the time you know um trying to stay connected but also they wanted to emphasize that we learned about palestine about like what's happening in um the parts of the world that we're from not to forget the struggle to have that sense of you know contributing back and i think i do take some of that obviously with my own political education um and leanings uh, mm. in a d- different direction but yeah I, I do take that with me still God, listening to you talk I'm like that sounds so romantic even though <laughs> your parents might not think so or you might not think so but just realizing that it's something not in your DNA but it's something that you have been cultivated to think about and to I guess ruminate on let's get some basics out of the way so I will get Carol to perhaps touch on what is solidarity and then get Tasneem to talk about why it's important I mean, it's a complex question because, like, solidarity looks different for, like, you know, many people. What you might think is, like, solidarity for you, like, I might think a completely different thing, like, how to be in solidarity, right? So, like, I think maybe I'll talk about, firstly, like, the sort of context that we're in, which is that I think often when we call for solidarity, whether it's, like, on social media or whatever, like, I think it usually tends to be, like, a short-term action, right? Like, asking individuals, um, can you please donate to this? Can you um, buy this art? Uh, Educate yourself. Or it could even be like, we need people to sort of show up to this action because this is happening at this point. It's often like quite focused on, yeah, like what the individual can do. Um, So I think in our context, ideas of solidarity can be a bit disconnected. Like and maybe the easy answer to this is like, let's have, let's build more relationships that's like understand each other more. But that still can be like very vague um, in the sense of like, how do relationships form? You know, like if we're asking people to like form relationships of solidarity on an individual level, like there's so many factors that go into like who becomes friends with whom, right? Maybe there is actually a need to create a definition of solidarity together. Um, in an organization that's capable of reflection and growth and action because like if we're sort of doing it separately and if we're sort of assuming things of each other and what each other should do when people like most mostly have no idea absolutely and I'm so glad that I chose both of you to talk about it because solidarity for me prior to this conversation sounded like a buzzword it's a concept that I've heard talked about but never I never really understood what it meant and I feel like there's so much layers to it considering what you've just said and I love the idea of collectively defining what that means and as you mentioned we come to it from different angles we have our own life experiences we're bringing a lot to the table Um, but having a shared understanding will also create a shared response if that makes sense. Um, Tasneem Uh, why is it important? I feel like um, Carol touched on it, but if you could elaborate why we need solidarity. Um, Yeah, like Carol said, I think um, political unity is really important and solidarity is one part of that. Uh, I feel that there's a lot 
more that should be laid in place before we start talking about solidarity. Otherwise, it is kind of a buzzword, as you said, Ayan. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why it's become more watered down is because people think of it as, okay, um, yeah, it's me being an ally and I'm going to mm -hmm. take instruction of what being an ally means. And it puts you in a passive role because you think, oh, yeah, I, my role is just to support whatever's going on or and that's sometimes necessary but but also like I think um if we think of other periods of time where there was um strong revolutionary struggle with a here you know indigenous-led resistance and uh, you know allies being very much involved in that or in international context as well I think um it requires yeah a unified struggle and one where there's a, a mass movement involved and i think we need to be asking questions um quite seriously about how can we mobilize in, in you know modern australia in this particular time and place and in a diverse australia and so i think like carol and i we talk a lot about this and that's where our backgrounds are relevant and yours as well i am you know our communities they have so much power in this place um yes as settlers as people of refugee backgrounds as people of color but also how can that be mobilized in a way that you know that there's an understanding of their interests aligning with you know indigenous people's um liberation and sovereignty here that's also solidarity work like that consciousness to it that that sense of um shared future um, and that sense of realization that like Islamophobia, anti-blackness, racism that our people face here in this place stems from, you know, the fact that it's a white supremacist genocidal, you know, settler colony. And then what does that mean for the way that we move through this place? What does it mean for the kind of political work that we do in this place? I think that's why that's a bit different to kind of the politics or the community organizing that I grew up around where mm. the indigenous question wasn't really considered and solidarity with indigenous people even just like yeah working towards and aiding in their cause wasn't a priority and I think that can't be the case anymore for anybody who considers themselves you know radical and that was the brilliant Tasneem Samak on why we need to be in solidarity with First Nation people Tasneem is a PhD candidate at Monash University at the Faculty of Education and she is a Palestinian organiser. She was also joined by writer, educator and community organiser, Carol.
tryna bust it down, play with bunny in the hundreds. She merely my girl, she's so pretty. Alexi, the one that can style up the city. Got no time to be waiting in line. No, we won't pay your price. VIP, are we different? Dressing up on down, looking nice, girl, shine like a diamond. I see dollar sign, bling, bling, finesse, sing for free, yeah. I might want my ways, but you should see my QRF quick caps so handle the stuff for a lot and do for a hell of it. Don't fraud, rah abiyad, bad dick up of course I'm out of Khiata eggs I salad, demon sam ummi beat ul yarab. Message me when you see him. Cure baby face, I was doing dirt. 
Babyface Mal with Yarab. Yarab in Arabic means Oh Lord. And before that, you heard Micro by Pania. And that is it from us. I want to thank Tasneem, Samak and Carol for joining me today. Listen back to this episode as a podcast on our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au forward slash Diaspora Blues. Follow us on Instagram at 3cr.diasporablues. Our final track for today is Standards by Becca Amani. I love the message of this song and I hope you do too. In disguise, stumbling in and out of love. I've been falling before I was dirt in, caught up in the headlights by hate in smoke and mirrors, hate to glitter, shiny little. I'm falling for the rest of it.
It's hard.